there's a little cup of tea that Headley pours for Kathy and me, and we adore. We adore. Kathy, it's gonna be a great show. Are you in the mood for a great show, Kathy? I'm in the mood for a fabulous show, Boogie. (laughs) Tell them what they've won. (laughs) Kathy, they've won the right to hear you and I babble unintelligibly for one full hour. Yay! I'm totally doing the Muppet Kermit the Frog when he would be like, yay! (laughs) And the people in drive-thru at Starbucks are looking, look Oh my, don't scare them. How many times do I have to tell you? <laughs> the following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Perverted podcast. Whee! Hello, and welcome to Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and the very, very fragile human mind. Recording live tonight from two laptops floating somewhere in the podcast galaxy, I'm Kathy. I am Count Boogie, and Kathy, let's just... Let's just hit the ground running. I am in a weird mood. Zencaster is weird, and they changed it without much information, and now it's all... I don't even know if we're recording, really, but we're going to just go ahead and go for it because, Kathy, I'm a little disturbed. I don't know if I can legitimately share this with the perverted podcast listeners because it's a little weird. Oh, my God, Boogie. I just... You know, I my butthole just puckers up whenever you say shit like that (laughs) because it's terrifying from my end well kathy i just want you to buckle in your cute little puckered butthole okay i'll pucker it real tight i'm just gonna (laughs) say this you (laughs) you just suck that butthole right in (laughs) Ah! (laughs) kind of like the tight ass you usually are but now it's just extra oh my god God, I can't believe you went there. Extra lemon-scented butt pucker for Kathy. You know, I create an environment for my partners that I want them to feel free to explore themselves and, you know, the corruption, but managed corruption, you know. But sometimes I just wonder, have I gone too far? Have I made people feel too comfortable in their exploration? Because all I know is Mew screwed a dead guy yesterday. I I want to come up with something witty and interesting uh, in response to what you just said, but there's a very frightened part of me, Boogie. Not only did she screw a dead guy, she got a grade for it. Now I know you're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they gave her a cadaver and then they made her rip, you know, it's you got to rip open the body and stuff. And there's all these flaps that are already cut. And they said, hey, you need to insert this screw into his spine. There we go. I know. See what I did? Eh? I see what you did. Eh? You're <laughs> supposed to go up with your shock. You weren't supposed to go. Oh, yeah. Uh... Yeah, you're supposed to go up. Mew screwed a dead guy. Literally yeah. screwed a dead guy. 
I hope you're happy with yourself, Boogie. I don't feel that joke went anywhere. <laughs> and our fucking 13 listeners are not entertained. I'll tell you why. I try. I really try. But I am a poisoned <laughs> well for you. I know you too well. There's no way you can surprise me. And I try so hard to pretend and go along with it. And sometimes <laughs> I just can't. Well, I mean, at least you're not like, wow, Boogie. That's great. <laughs> ha. I could do the, huh? mon- the monotone, Kathy. <laughs> but she also uh, gave 40 vaccinations to uh, old people for COVID. Wow, that's yesterday. nice. Yeah, so she shot him in the arm. She was kind of nervous about that. And uh, and I said before she went in, I go, this is a great thing for you. Don't worry about being nervous because these people are going to be so happy. To see you. Oh, yeah. You could do anything. Like, literally, you could flick them in the nose, spit in their eye, and jab the thing in their crotch, and they would thank you. That's right. I would. These people these, <laughs> these people are so happy to get their fucking COVID vaccinations. <laughs> and it was so funny because, like, you know, there's a three-hour time v- difference, and literally at five in the morning, she texts me, and she's like, you know what? You were right. These people are super grateful to see me. Wow. So, but she did good. And they said, you know, oh, you're doing this better than my doctor did it. She got a lot of really nice compliments and people were really happy. So she's getting in there and digging in. Kathy, what did you do this week? (laughs) I actually remember, I just remembered that when you were saying that you were doing the Muppet Wave, I actually did the Muppet Wave last weekend. Uh, while naked in front of Creative Explorer. <laughs> that is good stuff. Just I don't I don't just remember to fuck with why. Him? No, I, he said something that I was excited about. Like I don't know, we're going out to dinner or something. I don't know. Some <laughs> food excites me, and and I was naked, and he was gonna give me permission to get dressed, which usually entails some kind of payment I have to give him, and. But he, you know, we were going to go to one of my favorite places. And so I just put, threw my hands in the air and started waving them around. And I'm thinking, huh, it's I'm the doing the, the Muppet wave while naked. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and then he made you suck his dick. Yeah, well, then there's that, of course. <laughs> it was a weird weekend. I thought that Sunday, by Sunday, we hadn't done any any kind of kinkiness at all. And, uh... I thought, huh, this might be one of those weekends where we don't have any sex that hasn't happened in a while. But then I realized, no, (laughs) Creative Explorer would not let an opportunity like that go by. For him, I've noticed that the more partners he has, the more ramped up he gets. You know, where I would think it's the opposite. Like if you only had one partner and that's the only person you would have in sex with, you would imagine that he would want to do that more often with that one partner he has. I've noticed that for him, it's the, it's actually the opposite, which is why I rejoice when he gets other partners, because for some weird reason, I get more dick. Uh, you know, go ahead, go but, ahead. No, so go ahead. anyway, this this last weekend, it was Sunday but afternoon before I realized, we haven't fucking done it yet. This is so weird. And of course, <laughs> it's just, no, he grabbed me and, and, and got extra mean and hard and started hitting me even harder. And I was like, in absolute heaven, I'm like, give me more. That actually makes sense to me 
because, um, you know, as I got my medical results back from my blood work, you know, my testosterone is a little bit low, you know, because of sedentary, you know, loser non-fucking behavior uh, yeah. in the in the last year. Um, but I did notice that when we were really in the zone and we were playing with a lot of people that it 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 was more it's just like you push the mojo the mojo creates mojo creates mojo and then you're in i guess your body's like in that mating season where you're supposed to do a lot of you know get it all done before the famine starts which uh, i'm glad i took advantage of because uh this is the famine so it makes sense to me yeah in a weird way it does make sense so there was hard dicking there was some good dicking going on, uh, and I had mentioned a couple of weeks ago uh, what, this is the, the usual submissive conundrum. How do you tell your dominant that he's, I don't know, that he you'd like something different from him or something more from him? It sounds perfectly normal and reasonable, but when it's a, when it's a power exchange like that, it can be really weird going, you know, I really wish that... Uh, You'd spank me harder and uh, maybe pull my hair some more and call me dirty names. You know, do you think you can do that? And it kind of takes takes it out of the power exchange. I mean, do you know what I mean? It's perfect. I understand it has to happen. It's necessary. I'm not going to stop from doing it. But it is a little weird telling him I would like you to do these things. I get that. I mean, I totally get that. And and it would be great. If our partners uh, had psychic intuitions that could kind of read the things. I mean, I'm sure there are sexy. Wait, what? I just realized something. What did you just realize? When you said that, I thought of a fabulous way of making this happen. Do tell. All right. A power exchange suggestion box. Ah? Yes, yes. Ah! You could just, <laughs> just like literally, like you could have it next to your ass or something. Like you could make it like a fanny pack with that little red suggestion box, and you'd be butt naked. But you'd be like, it would have that little slot in the top that you stuff your paper in, and yes. and a little pencil holder, and it says kinky suggestions or whatever. And then you're like. Sir, check the box. Sir, check the box. And he's like, well, maybe it's time to see what the employees are interested in. And opens the top. Yeah. I think it's. I think I have to make it happen. I need to get a little red box with a little flag on it, maybe. So yeah. I have to put it up. When <laughs> with a little male flag that goes up. There's a suggestion. <laughs> That's a perfect uh, idea. Okay. That I'm going to is... have to make it happen. I'll send you a picture. I look forward to that goddamn picture. That is for sure. But it is kind of, you know, it goes in some of the other things that we've talked about where how you present it to your partner is just as important as you presenting the information. And you can. I would say if you're noticing those things, and we've talked about this before, to do it well before the scene takes place. That's a good suggestion, yes. So that way it's not like in the moment and you don't feel uncomfortable in the moment. Or you have a list of choices. Like instead of going, I expect la, 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 you could, you know, you like, because if you give me 
three choices, then I get to pick one. I'm still in charge. You know, this is what I am picking. You've given me the choices that you like, but I'm still picking it. Right. So there's a little ways. I think there's ways. There, around yes, it. there's definitely ways. You know what I've been doing while you've been talking? What? <laughs> Somebody got me a bouquet of flowers and it's on my desk right now. And uh, in it is an orchid. And oh. I'm sure you, of all people, Mr. Uh, Perverted, are aware how how remarkably the orchid resembles a vulva, complete with cl- clitoris and labia and and the whole shebang. You mean they're not just popular because the name is cool? <laughs> no, let me tell you. I'm going to send you a picture. There's actually a picture on my FetLife profile of one because it was one of the more remarkable ones I've ever seen. But there is literally a little clitoris sticking out. It is unfucking real And the whole time you've been talking... My hand's just been going over there rubbing the little hard nose. You're jerking <laughs> off a fucking flower while I'm talking? I can't help it, Boogie. There's something wrong with me. Jesus Christ. Get a chick, Kathy. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> all of a sudden, I hear your mouth. It's all... <laughs> oh, my God. You taste like a flower shop. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. If only. Uh -uh. Orchids are toxic, I think. Don't give me ideas, Boogie. (laughs) Break up with that bitch. She's no good for you, Kathy. She's toxic. You need some real, real poon. Pervertedpodcast at gmail.com. If you are a female with an orchid that's not toxic that you could shove in Kathy's face while I talk. Jesus Christ. That life helps you deal with mental herpes. Let's put a logic condom on our brain. Now we're better protected from a king-shaming world. For your peace of mind, please know that the author of every post we talk about has specifically granted us permission to do so. This week I have a post from Kunigund, which I had to look up, is actually a German name. Maybe it's her real name? Maybe it isn't. I don't know. But she did write a great post called... Why donuts are not enough. Can I just say before we start, I take issue with that. Donuts are always enough. No, especially... they're not. <laughs> yes. No, they're not. <laughs> they're the Christ of distraction. <laughs> Read yes, the post. <laughs> All right. She says, one of my favorite quotes is, self-care is creating a life you don't need to escape from. That's a tall fucking order. And the opposite of how consumerism has hijacked how we view life. Capitalism has packaged and sold self-soothing as self-care. If we engage in some retail therapy, we'll feel better. There is a solution for your problem. And for 1995, you too can now know the secret. I am unabashedly hedonistic, and I enjoy all the dopa hits I get from fatty food, sugar, love, orgasms, but I also work really hard to unpack my baggage and be a more thoughtful, kinder person every day. That is really fucking hard sometimes. Self-soothing is cuddling your pet, eating cookies in bed, deserving that pedicure because you had a hard day. These things make you feel better temporarily, but they don't fix the root of the problem. 
Self-care, on the other hand, is going to therapy and working on your shit, exercising, taking your medications every fucking day, eating healthy, and setting boundaries. TLDR, fuck capitalism, work on your shit. <laughs> Donuts are delicious, but should only be consumed in moderation. Oh, my God. <laughs> when I saw this, when I saw this, I just... Well, because you know I have this horrible relationship with Krispy Kreme donuts and just watching the sheep wrap around the building to just satiate their pathetic life. Like it's a three-hour wait, you know, that they they sit in this line and and you see the looks on their faces. So when this post came up, I I just wish I could print it out and just go car to car. And hand it to them because I am a donut buzzkill, apparently. No, the the thing that excited me about this, it's a perfect example of doing the work and just faking it through life. Which we, I mean, I do most of my life has been faking, daydreaming, satiating video gaming, porning, masturbating. So much of my life has been spent trying to avoid the work to make me a better person so I don't have to satiate, like it said in that first line, that when I saw this, it just opened up such a box of both joy and sorrow. I have interesting notes today, Kathy. All righty. You sound like you're in a mood. Because this becomes really existential for me. You know, this is definitely, you know, am I existing for my distraction? Are my distractions making, you know, the lives of others better? Or am I just distracting because I'm afraid that I'm not going to achieve the goals I am afraid of, even if I do the work. Like, there was all these, like, heavy thoughts. I get into shit for the perverted podcast listeners, Kathy. This is, like, literally, this is, like, dark therapy stuff. You're and a I giver, said, Boogie. <laughs> and as I'm going, I'm just like, Jesus, fucking hang yourself, Christ. This is heavy stuff. So before I get into more shit, what do you think about donut analogy Kathy (laughs) well I don't I I, of course I understand it and I don't consider myself to be any different in fact I'm quite common Uh, I I struggle with the two is it's that it's what you want to do versus who you wish you were right and that has been a lifelong struggle for me and I've come to the realization that I'm never going to resolve it. Um, and part of one of the good things about the nihilism that creeped up behind me before I realized it was there and then took over is that I have very easily and for my own betterment, let go of that curse I've had my entire life where I thought the end goal has got to be that I become this fabulous human being who lets go of all of that horrible stuff that I consider to be really bad. 
I shouldn't be this. I shouldn't procrastinate. I shouldn't be lazy. I shouldn't all kinds of things. I mean, I don't even need to go into it. The listeners are probably so sick to death of hearing me talk about all my blah, wah, 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 all the shit that I don't like about myself. And it's not that I don't ever want to be. It's not that I don't want to aspire. And it's not that I don't aspire. I absolutely will try. I will continue trying. But there is a part of me that has surrendered the fight that if I don't do that, I'm a horrible human being. So I'm coming from a little bit different place from you simply because of the place that I am right now in my life. Letting go of that fight has caused me to relax more than I've ever been relaxed in my life. And I've started to question why I pushed myself so fucking hard all my life to the point where depression was inevitable because I wanted to be up in the clouds and instead I was six feet under. And and that view from where I was is enough to make me want to slash my wrists. And that's a bad, bad thing. In this case, letting that stuff go was really good for me. So while I understand this, uh, the dichotomy there of of not uh, telling yourself, don't, you may want the things you want, but don't give in to them. For me, I've arrived at a different place in my life and I see the struggle. I just try not, I try and be the best person I can without killing myself. I like that. I absolutely like that. And I don't think we are too far from each other because for me, it's really about the balance. And I think the poster was really talking about the balance. I don't think there's anything wrong with distracting because that's just part of our creative mind entertaining itself when we're trying to reduce stress and distractions, video games, taking a bath, going on a hike, you know, eating a, uh, some crappy food or just eating a good meal, uh, whatever floats your boat. Those things reduce stress and, and the reduction of that stress helps you step back and look at yourself. It, it helps you get prepared to do some of that work. I think the problem that the poster is addressing is we've been programmed to just focus on the distraction. Kind of like, no, it's okay. Just buy your big screen TV and watch Netflix. You don't have to do any work on yourself. Just watch the TV and here, eat this double cheeseburger. And and so what's happening is because we've been programmed to so much distraction and there's so many opportunities for distraction that we have become very unhealthy as a, as a society. You know, obesity, I mean, obesity in the 70s was actually very rare. When I was a kid, there was, the, there was like maybe two or three fat kids because we didn't have the Internet. We didn't have Netflix. We didn't have big screen TVs. Every every fast food place, you know, fast food was kind of expensive. They didn't have giant dollar bargains and, and super big gulp this and refillable this and you know, just satiate yourself with more, 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 more and do less, less and less in life. And now we've gotten to this point to where we really are just distractible, donut eating, gossip loving blobs. And that isn't 
I mean, it's, I hear what you're saying about, I'm not going to shame myself because I'm never going to live up to whatever potential I set up for myself. I think that's, you know, that goes from person to person. But I think the idea that when I work at being a better person, I'm happier. All of the stages in my life that I have done the work have led me to another level of happiness that actually satisfies me more like that first line in the posters post. And I think sometimes I get lost and I just say, well, I'm afraid of that work and I'm afraid of the pain I may have and I'm overwhelmed because I can't really find a path. So it's just easier to to go ahead and distract. But I stay in that trap of misery because I'm legitimately not happier playing video games and eating crappy food. I'm not nearly as happy as I have been when I do actual work on myself. That is a that's a fact in my life. I I would never I would never have had the sexuality that I had had I not gotten sober and gone through all the steps and all the you know personal inventories and all that hard ugly work and making amends and forgiving myself and people from my past all of these different things that I did I would have never made it into the lifestyle and thus never lived the rock star sexuality that what? I the dreamed what? of my whole life. What? Rock star sexuality? Did you just describe yourself that way? <laughs> that is exactly what I had. <laughs> That's it. I'm just, you know what? I have no problem saying because that is what I do. The only reason I wanted to be a rock star, Kathy, <laughs> was for the rock star sexuality. Of course. So I could have all the women actually be kind of into me or at least want me. That makes sense. Of course. That was it. What we all would want. But I didn't become a rock star because of whatever self-sabotaging this, ruin this opportunity, whatever. But regardless of that, I did the work on myself. And because I did the work on myself, I had way more to offer others which was the reason that I could be a bum fat janitor living in a motor home and women still wanted to have rock star sex with me because I did do that work. I did fearlessly step away from my distractions and, and do some work on myself. So not just, I was a better person for me. I was a more compassionate, caring and empathetic person for my partners. Right. Well, uh, you know, you're right. I, you're, we, we, you and I are each living our own uh, balance between uh, between the two, and I think that's the the point of this post is to find the balance that is perfect for you. It's going to be different for everybody, but balance there must be because if you go too far into one or the other of these sides. You're, I, it's not, I can't imagine having such a great life. If you're too hedonistic and gluttonous and go only for the self-soothing, you're, you're not going to get far in life. And if you go too far into the other side where you're doing so much self-care that your mind is always on how to better yourself and how to get ahead and, and improve, uh, it doesn't sound like you're going to have a whole lot of fun doing it, even though it can be very satisfying. So um. Yeah, great post. Uh, 
And you know what, Boogie? Yes, Kathy? You know what I just did by mistake? Did I, you just I rub re- the goddamn orchid clitoris again? I did, and it broke off. Oh, my God! <laughs> you killed it! You I killed can't it! Oh, my God! It broke right off! Oh, I'm a brute! I can't be trusted with anything! Kathy, you can't do hard kink on a delicate flower. <laughs> Haven't you ever heard the term, oh, she's a delicate flower. He's a delicate flower. That name is for a reason, Kathy. You can't... Punch a delicate flower in the cunt. This is why I can't have anything nice. Fucking women and their delicate vulvas. No, it was a flower. <laughs> a real woman. You can find a real woman that's also a masochist, and she will love you to aggressively rub her cunt. You know Gmail.com. <laughs> Get Kathy a cunt. You know who I miss because of that? No, my Michelle. That's who I want to play with. I miss playing with her. She was so delightful to play with she could take a lot and and she was just a lot of fun i will call her after <laughs> we finish this show leave her alone Stop i will call being her my pimp. i will say my michelle god damn it kathy needs your vagina that's what i'm gonna do <laughs> she's she's to the point where she's rubbing orchids <laughs> Literally, <laughs> Kathy, I worry about you. <laughs> like you're literally mourning the death of a flower that you aggressively <laughs> rub because you're so fucking sexually, vaginally repressed. I don't know what's more disturbing, that I was rubbing it or that I rubbed it off. Perverted <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have a couple of uh, <laughs> emails here, Boogie, that, and... They're very interesting to me because these are people who wrote in after we discussed their emails on the show. Do you remember we talked not that long ago with someone who was in a poly relationship with three other people and she had a very high sex drive and all of a sudden sex drive of all her partners tanked and they kind of tried to put it on her and say, well, (laughs) must be something wrong with you. Right. Yes, I do. That was just a couple of weeks ago. Right. Well, this person wrote to us and said, hello, Boogie and Kathy. First of all, uh, I apologize for any dictation typos. I am blind, computer is broken, and I'm having to dictate dictate this message to you both. Let me just interrupt here, Boogie, and say, <laughs> did you read that the way I did? Like she said, oh, I'm just blind without my, or something, or, or is she really blind? I think she's she's really blind. I've, I okay, think I've well, talked to her before. I think she's she's visually impaired. Which, at that I'm point, kidding. I'm like, you know what? Go ahead with the typos. You're okay. <laughs> I was like going to be dismissive going, no, nah, just get your glasses, girl. And then I thought, oh, fuck, maybe maybe I'm being totally insensitive because she really is blind. I'm such a fucking idiot. So, all right. What's even funnier than that, Kathy, is I'm like, <laughs> I don't know how to fucking spell anyway. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> so she says, you recently did an early release for patrons of episode 295 titled Value Your Sex, and you read my letter for the poly advice session. I truly appreciate it. Kathy did a wonderful job reading. I could not have read it better myself. I literally cried rivers when I heard you two discussing my letter. It was a relief to be heard and validated. I'm so relieved that I don't have to be ashamed for having a high sex drive. Thank you so much for freeing me. So normally here's why I would end it. But she actually wrote to us twice. So I'm going to copy and paste over here and tell you the most interesting outcome that happened. She says, my one partner I played the episode for was at first 
disgruntled, and then <laughs> and then just in agreement with your comments. I think you were spot on. I have spoken with all of my partners, and this slowdown in sex all happened since COVID started. It's actually nothing to do with me, even though it definitely affects me sexually. They're stressed out, and when this happens to any of my partners, their sex drive tanks, which I understand it's a normal response. Of course, if I get stressed, I just want to fuck it away. But love mm. to you all, and then thank you for helping me feel heard. Isn't that fucking amazing? <sighs> Kathy? Yes. <laughs> we piss people off. We help people. <laughs> we piss people off. We help people. We piss people off. A couple of people laugh. It's a good, it's a good gig. But it's see, a good she, gig. She, she was thinking it was all her, and it turns out it's them. They're just going through stress with the pandemic, and, and you know, your mind is elsewhere. But I'm so proud of her for, for not only having the conversation, but having the nerve and the guts to say, listen to the fucking podcast, motherfuckers. This is what you're doing to me. You're driving me crazy. People do that, though. I've, we've had, I've had that a number of times where where people send me and and in some sense it's it's good but in some sense I don't want to be used as like the heavy like oh I'll get perverted podcast to talk about you cuz people have done that they're like you know this problem in the dungeon happened and I'm like that I'm not talking about that that's I have no fucking clue what this situation is is about and basically they're pissed at somebody cuz somebody they felt wronged them and then now they're trying to get us to talk about it. And I'm like, I ain't touching that shit. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I don't know the other side of the story or whatever. Oh my but goodness. in some senses, it is very validating to feel that you have support. Maybe, I mean, because obviously you and I are so goddamn, you know, we are the gods of all that is, you know, BDSM lifestyle. Why? Um, why? Why you got to lie to the listeners like that? Well, I don't think they really believed it. So, <laughs> but it is important to say, "Hey, I have support in this. I don't think I'm crazy." If it gets to that point to where you're kind of you're frustrated and you don't know how to express yourself as well, right? It's good. I mean, I've I've I remember on more than one occasion I have mediated fights between people, and and that I mean, there's a whole line of therapy that does that and they that's called marriage counseling and you know they just sit ah. and you guys yell at each other and then you know the person just says hey let's get to the feelings and try to get away from the revenge and you know and let's just you know you have a pain and you have a pain and sometimes that's really important because you're so wrapped up in all that emotion that sometimes it's really helpful to have an outside objective person kind of i mean not a lot of people want that job that's yeah. why you have to go to a therapist for it because it can get ugly but it is good to have someone there going hey you guys you know go to your neutral corners this isn't a boxing match if we're sitting here we're trying to communicate and actually solve something so right. go in other rooms go beat your pillow and scream into it and then when we come back out here let's let's try to get down to some work Right. Well, I'm I, that I couldn't be happier about that. That's the kind of outcome I love seeing. So thank I thank you her for writing to us and letting us know. So if I get I get closure. This is purely selfish. 
I want closure after reading some of this stuff. Case in point, Boogie. I've got a second one if we have time. I do. Do you, rem- do you remember that uh, we also wrote someone, uh, read someone else's email about her friend kink shaming her because she was saying that Little's play is. Uh, oh, the Little's you know, one. Horrible. Yeah, that was also recent. Yes. Yeah. Okay, and it pretty much traumatized her. So she says, I super appreciate your encouragement and support. I hope you and Kathy know how much it means to all of us listeners, knowing that we can reach out and get opinions, perspective, and support from you guys. PP is the best. I did talk to my papa about what happened when he got home that day. I was still all mixed up over it. So as soon as I started telling him, I cried. It felt good to let out the hurt I was trying to hide. And of course, being the absolute most bestest, he held me and he said that we don't care what other people think of us, especially people that don't know what they're talking about. So thank you guys for the wonderful advice you shared on the show. It was nice to feel heard and understood. And it was hilarious hearing Kathy get rabbit on a bitch. You are a friggin' <laughs> pit bull. And Boogie can't wait to hear the new podcast. Love you guys endlessly. Now, believe it or not. Even though she just gave us an update, she's also somebody who sent us a second update that I'm actually going to spend time on because Boogie is fucking fabulous. I love it. And I think you're going to love it. She says, last night I got brave and I confronted my friend on her icky comments. We were having a discussion about gender identity and queerness, which led into a bunch of topics. So I seized the moment and with tears rolling down my cheeks, explained how much her comments hurt me. I couldn't have asked for a better reaction from her. She also, with tears running down her cheeks, apologized endlessly, acknowledged that she had no place to comment on something she knows nothing about, and admitted that she knew it was wrong in the moment. I got to explain a little bit about DDLG, and she listened and grasped it with an open mind. I was so terrified to approach this topic, but I'm so happy that I did. I now feel accepted, validated, and free, and there's no way I would have been brave enough to do this without the advice and encouragement that you both provided me with. Please know that PP really makes a difference in people's lives. Thanks to you and everyone who participates in the podcast. PP forever, she says. Are you telling me I can't kill myself now? Jesus fucking I'm Christ. Sorry, but that email <laughs> alone means you can never kill yourself. <laughs> God damn it. Isn't that just nice? She also found the courage to confront her friend. It doesn't. Okay, now then, I'm because, yay, amazing. <laughs> That's why we're here. That's what we're doing. That's the job. That's our commitment to the listeners to hopefully build that strength in them that they either can talk to people and communicate better or deal with the bad response if it doesn't go well. Right. Either way, because these are two examples of when it goes good. But we both know we don't want to pump up the listeners' expectations and go, Kathy and Boogie talk about it. I get pumped up. I confront my friend. Everything is happy. That's like movie montage shit. And it doesn't always work out. Let me just I'm glad it did. I don't, I don't think we're pumping up or even have the ability to do that to our listeners because we talk about so many things that go wrong that a, f- a few scatterings of happy endings aren't going to pump anybody up. And secondly, I remember on the show that, that you were pretty uh, insistent that it 
might be very, very healthy for her to discuss this with her friend. And I remember that I said, fuck her friend. Why even go into that? Why put yourself out there? Just write this off and, and realize that you're never going to be able to open that part of your life to your friend and move on. And you were like, no, because you can't go through life with correct. a friend that's close to you and not confront this. How is that going to play out? So she ended up, I think, taking your advice and, and trying it. And I think that she was perfectly aware that it might not go well. Well, I am, and I still am like this, no matter how it turns out, I'm either going to realize that I never have to send you a Christmas card again, or we're going to fix this goddamn thing. But either way, I want that answer because I'm not trash. And if, and if I have someone that thinks I'm trash or, you know, my kink is trash or what I do, then I need to not be in that situation. But I do want to say it does sometimes go bad. And that's a whole different thing that you have to do is now deal with the aftermath of maybe I can't be in this type of friendship with this person. Oh, yeah. You so, absolutely have to be prepared for things not going your way. I, I don't know that anybody uh, who hasn't already been uh, figuratively slapped in the face like that by a hurtful comment from a friend who thinks that they're going to go into a confrontation with them, however benign, and that it's going to come out okay. I think most people think, all right, I have to have this fucking conversation, but I already know where it's going to go. I just fucking brave to yourself because you're about to lose a friend here. I mean, honestly, yeah, I yeah. am a, a seeker of of truth just like you are. And I will I want that truth no matter how much it hurts. So I, I've always been someone who's prepared for that. But uh, you're right. Most people aren't prepared for that. They do want the happy en ending with rainbows. And don't get me wrong. I fucking love rainbows. I would love happy endings all the time. But eh, they just don't happen. And I console myself knowing that at least I got the truth. And you know what, Kathy? You and I, together in these two instances... Dolphin Roach. Dolphin Roach! He's totally helpful. Dolphin Roach! Saving the world. I helped. And you know what? I actually have a special glitter pen that I use to cross that person off my Christmas card list. <laughs> they are gone, motherfucker. You no longer get anything from me. <laughs> You know, it's kind of almost for being a cheap person like I am, uh -huh. you know, it's actually I kind of seek out those relationships ending. So I'm like, I don't have to do shit on the holiday. Just look at that. Saved like another you, 20, 20 bucks right like, there. Like you do anyway. That's <laughs> no more plushies for you, Missy. Oh, don't know. Oh, oh, did I bring oh, it down again? Oh. Plushy. <laughs> I will buy you a plushie pumpkin. No, I no longer have plushies because of that. Oh. I am a plushie less person. I have extricated the plushies from my life. Although I will say that my ex-girlfriend Rain sent me um a rainbow zebra zebra rainbow colored uh peep Right, I've seen that, yeah. Yes, yeah, that was about it. I kept it. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. It just kind of sits there, but I don't really have any sentimental feelings towards mm. it because I took that part of me out into the backyard and I crushed it to death and ran over it with a bulldozer and left it bleeding there, and I still have an open wound, and I'm being very emo. 
Mm. <laughs> that's that's do you know you know you know this about me boogie but in case the listeners haven't realized yet that is how i deal with pain and trauma in my life is i make absolutely inappropriate humor about it and then i throw down the mic and walk away well i think that's what this whole show is <laughs> <laughs> That's show true. The tragic <laughs> dealing of humor. And that's why we now get to end this show laughing and smiling. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on show 299. If you'd like to become a part of this magical carpet ride of insanity, visit us at patreon.com forward slash perverted podcast and consider donating five bucks if you give a fuck so that Boogie and I can continue having this wonderfully lavish lifestyle. (laughs) (laughs) Just breaking orchids every five minutes. Get Kathy orchids that she can just rub and mutilate. (laughs) And if you feel like telling us what's on your mind, write to us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com. You guys have no idea how much I adore seeing emails from you. Or you can swing by our profile on FetLife.com, appropriately called Perverted Podcast. We we give, and we give, Kathy, because we love. We love, and that's why we're here. You give to flowers. I only wish, did it drip a little bit when you broke it? No drippage. I wish it had. Oh, my God. A squirting toxic orchid orgasm uh, would have made your life so pure. Say that six times. I don't even know what the fuck I said the first time. (laughs) Kathy, I'm actually a little bit nervous. We're wrapping up show 299, and I'm actually so paranoid about, you know, because we've never missed a show. It's been uploaded every week, 299 weeks in a row. No vacation, death, sickness, strep throat, hospitalization, all sorts of drama. We've always had that show up. I'm so paranoid because for some reason I have in my head that show 300 is like after that, if we fucking something has a car accident or something or dies, then it's okay. But we got to make it to 300. I'm so paranoid that after this show, Kathy, can we just record like 20 seconds of something and then I'll send it to you. And then if I die, you can put it up at the right time. So that like, at least we've hit 300? Is that so, what Yeah, saying? like a mini thing. And it would be like, yeah, it would be like, yeah, la, 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 la. And, and then I'll put a song at the end of it. And it'll, it'll be official. Oh, my. Okay, but if we don't use it, if we do end up going to 300, we have to take that little mini show and put it in a time capsule. So 100 years from now, people will unearth it and go, huh, perverted podcast. I have to find out what this is all about. Yeah, that's exactly what the alien robots are going to be doing, Kathy. Of course and they then, will. And then in our time capsule, can you take the orchid that you murdered because you aggressively over-sexualized it and press that between two pages? You have to press that flower, Kathy. You're making me cry now. It's so sad looking. Kathy, you have to press vagina flower. Get a book. You got ten of them. <laughs> wow. well god damn it then we're gonna get on with our silly little lives you guys have a great week and we will see you next week for show three zero zero
was once an astronaut I spoke ten tongues in Babylon I invented anal sex and apple pie I climbed Mount Everest with no shoes Taught Aretha Franklin to sing the blues Discovered a cure for the clap And found the golden Someone's got to be the hero of the world So I embellish a few facts to make the sale Truth or a lie, just tell good stories till you die Because the world's a boring place without tall tales I was almost captured by a pygmy tribe Ten poison darts in my side A talking giraffe nursed my wounds and saved my life Well, I practiced magic in the kingdom of elves Helped Bill Gates to acquire wealth And convinced Hitler it would probably be best if he killed himself You're welcome Someone's got to be the hero of the world So I embellish a few facts to make the sale Truth or a lie, just tell good stories till you die Because the world's a boring place without all tales I was on a spaceship I explored the galaxy Made friends with all the aliens But I just want you to know They never experimented on me they didn't. Right. Stop it. <laughs> what? What? You said we weren't going to talk about this. I didn't say anything. So how's your asshole? I fought the devil down in hell. Once got swallowed by a whale. A wonderful way to travel except for the smell. I talked Cleopatra how to give a blowjob. Saved the earth from a meteor and invented the internet, which I sometimes regret. Someone's got to be the hero of the world, so I can fellish up you facts to make the sale. Truth or a lie, just tell good stories till you die, because the world's a boring place without all tales. Oh